on this episode of Extra Shot of Leadership. Are you ready for this? We're going to go negative on this one, Kimberly. <sighs> let's get this over with. For me, it's just hard. I don't like talking about negativity. So let's knock this out. Let's go. Here's my question. I'm like, who is this for? Because if (laughs) this is for the negative leaders, the negative leaders that I have met, they're like, I'm negative and I'm okay with it. So who in the heck are we talking to? Yeah, I agree with you. There is no doubt that there are people, I think, who don't even realize they're negative. But I do believe right now we are talking to that one person who says, I need a little boost to my negativity. (laughs) (laughs) All right, one guy, this one is for you. I'm going to do all this just for you. Here we go. All right, characteristics of a negative leader, what you got? We've been talking a lot about positivity. We had all that positivity challenge. And I just thought, you know what? We need to cover what not to do. And I think the opposite of positivity is negativity. Mm -hmm. There are two characteristics that bubble up to the top for me, and that is a negative leader tends to complain. Mm Mm-hmm. They complain around the office, they talk to others, and they say what's not going well. They're going to go from office to office, from teammate to teammate. Hopefully, they're not talking to their employees, the people who work on their team. Hopefully. You know they are. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they should not be complaining down. I love, there's one thing that you and I always talk about, problems go up, praise goes down. And so those leaders, they find themselves in offices, bouncing around, complaining about the newest change that's coming down, the newest project that's not working, whatever's going on in the office or at home even, and just bringing the complaints and over and over and over. And everybody kind of sees them coming and it's like, oh boy, I got to duck out of here. I got to get out of (laughs) here. Oh joy, here they come. It's painful. It's just painful to be around those people. It's painful even when they when they're bringing a message to you and they're like, okay, we got to go do this. I don't know who made this decision, but this is what we got to do. I mean, oh joy, let's go do that. (laughs) I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to be inspired by this person. No, absolutely not. So a negative leader, for me, one of the hallmarks is complaining leaders. So I know we said we were talking to the one person right now, but I'm sure there might be some listeners right now that are listening that just went, ooh, I know somebody who complains a lot. So if you know somebody who complains a lot, guess what? Share this episode. We're going to give some tips. <laughs> We're going to give some tips on what not to do for those negative leaders so that they can increase their impact, right? They can be more effective on a day-to-day basis. Let's try it. Let's send it to them and see what happens. All right. Number two for me, the second hallmark, and I know this well, Kimberly, you and I have talked about this in lots of detail. I tend to have a negative lens, so it is easy for me to be negative. So when I say complaining in this next one, it is purely from experience. I do this, I work at it, and I know I have to think about it, deliberately ensure that I don't do this in the office. The other one, Hallmark, is worry. Uh, Negative leaders are going to worry. Yeah, and I don't get it. I just, I am not a worrier by nature. I mean, there's someone in my family that's a worrier. drives me nuts. They're like, what if this? What if that? What about this? What about that? I'm like, what if? What if? I don't know. I just don't spend my time in that space of, 
I'm more of the risk taker. Let's try it. Let's do the best we can and let's go for it. See, that's why. That's why we balance each other out. Because I got enough worry for the two of us together, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to worry about everything. I'm going to worry about what I said yesterday. I'm going to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm going to worry about the meetings that I held today. I'm going to worry about the future, the past, and the present. And I can play that what-if game all day long. I remember having a conversation with a, a colleague of mine. It was a boss a number of years ago. And I just remember sharing with her some of my fears. I mean, that's essentially what they are, right? Uh-huh. But my own internal worries. And I remember she looked at me perplexed. And she kind of, in a, like a squinty face, and she looked at me, she was like, you really think about that? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. And and her response was kind of like, oh, man, that must be rough. Like, that is what you carry. There's this burden of worry for negative leaders. And it's just this internal noise. We are going to articulate it from time to time, some of us more than others. And I think that creates doubt on the team. And as negative leaders, we have to be very thoughtful around who we are complaining to or who we are articulating our concerns, our worries, or our fears. Yeah. As a leader, I can just see that that worry can just keep you on this perpetual hamster wheel, right? Just what if, what if, what if? And it, it just keeps you from moving forward. And there is a certain level of precaution, right, we need to take. And we need to look at what are all the options and the the obstacles or whatever we might face. But when I get to like that 70% mark, I'm like, let's just go for it. If we all have the best of intentions, well, then I'll just take my licks on the other end for whatever might might ever come out of it that was not intended. Yes, I completely hear that. That's the whole, I will ask for forgiveness rather than the permission mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen with some folks who are negative leaders. (laughs) We might want to ask for forgiveness But the whole way as we're thinking about it, it's, oh, my goodness, what if this happens? What if I say the wrong thing? Oh, what if the team doesn't perform? What if we don't meet the deadline? You know, your comment about the hamster wheel, man, can I see myself running on that hamster wheel time and time again, over and over, just trying to get out of it. And it took me some time. But once you can harness and really think about what is it? that I am worried about, and can I even control this? Can I even manage this? Having some additional questions internally for yourself, if you are somebody who is negative-lensed, internally having those questions and, and asking yourself, do I have any control in this? Can I change the situation? And if it's a no, move on. Move on to the next thing. Yeah, and even thinking back to all of the history of all of my worries through all of my career, how many of those actually came true? I bet it's somewhere in like a maybe a 2% mark, 3% mark, because 90-something percent of those just don't happen. They just don't come true. It's just true worry, and it's just, I don't know. I, I, I do agree that you and I balance each other out, because I'm more of that, let's just fly by the seat of the pants. Well, and your point earlier on about people... Who's really going to be listening? I do think there are people who might be negatively bent who just don't realize it. Uh And it's not until we get some sort of feedback along the way. Even for me, I was thinking about just in the last six months, I was talking to somebody and one of my first questions, I was, hey, how's it going? You know, doing our normal chit chat. And I remember asking him the question, 
So what do you think about COVID? What do you think that's going to happen? Are, are you worried about it? And they looked at me and they were like, no, why? <laughs> I, what am I going to do? I mean, I'm going to take precautions. I'm going to make sure that I wash my hands. And that is great feedback. So if you're a leader who's listening and you're kind of questioning, am I negative? How do I know I'm negative? People are likely giving you feedback and and really almost dismissive around some of your fears and concerns because to them, it doesn't seem like it's a concern. And for you, you're just replaying it, questioning what happens next? What am I going to do next? Yeah. I, I heard your comment about, you know, there's likely people giving you feedback. I just don't know about that because I think about all the, the negative leaders that I know, and I just don't even bother to go give them the feedback because they've been like that for so long that it just feels like it's just going to fall on deaf ears. So kudos to those people that are willing to step out there and say something to a leader that might just need to hear a little feedback. It might ping them and just see if it might do some some good for them. Keep those antennas open paying attention, listening to the messages that people are sending you in case you might be spreading a little negativity and people are kind of saying, hey, negativity, go away, go away. (laughs) All right. So what do you got? What's next on your list? I have three and they're pretty simple, pretty self-explanatory. The very first one is conflict, conflict with other leaders, conflict with people on their team, conflict with other departments. They just seem to be in conflict on a regular basis. They almost enjoy it. You know, there's, Mm. we do some of these exercises in some of our training classes and people get into these boxes and they're, uh, the way they deal with a lot of things is with conflict. And so it doesn't seem abnormal to them. So it just seems like they're in it a lot. (laughs) You know, I hate to say the word fight, but they're looking for a little bit of action. It's like, where can I find and drum up a little conflict? I'm ready for it. Yeah, they stir it up. They 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 do. They kind of look for it. My next one kind of falls into that same space, but it's they almost enjoy when there's other negativity, negative stuff about other people. So somebody got in trouble or somebody was let go or when there's stuff that happens that's negative. This is the leader that seems to go down the hall office to office to office, just spreading it because they enjoy, they get like energy from it. You you almost see their passion come out when something (laughs) is going wrong. And I just, I just feel like that is just one of those traits of a leader that like, ah, don't do that. Can we just get you to up your energy when something's going well? But it just seems like it comes out when, when the bad stuff is happening. Yeah. Like a magnet, the negative, the drama, they enjoy sharing that with others, and they enjoy spreading that around the team, Mm -hmm. around the office. Unfortunately, not only do they become labeled negative, but I think, you know, at least in my experience, they also become labeled the gossiper. Yeah. It's the person who you go to find the news, right? Because they're always in the know. Mm Mm-hmm. And they like to be in the know. And then they go tell others that like to be in the know. And they go find other people like them so that they can continue to spread the mayonnaise everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, it's just counterproductive. I'm like, can we just get to work? Yeah, let's get refocused on something that's a little bit more positive rather than spreading things that just are not beneficial to anyone. Yeah, so let's get on with it. Here's my third one, lack of trust. These leaders seem to have that mindset of, People are just out to get them. They're out to get their department. Something that comes in that isn't quite right, the mind always goes to, well, 
they've done it on purpose or it was intentional. Rather than giving somebody the benefit of the doubt that it might have been an accident, maybe they said something they didn't mean it that way, they don't look for the positive in it that just could be something just happened. They just seem to stay in that space of something's against me rather than something actually could have just been an accident. They're looking for the angle. They know that there's an angle. There's something, there's some reason, and it's never a positive reason. It's always somebody's got an agenda, somebody's doing something underhanded, somebody's being malicious. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Again, because I have that experience of being negative-minded, there was a time in my life where I would absolutely look for that, looking for the angle. What is the other person up to? What am I not focused in on? It could surely not be a positive thing. How is that even possible? (laughs) I completely hear you. Yeah, I just try to stay in that space of giving people the benefit of the doubt that when they're coming into work, they're giving their best, they're doing their best, they have the best intentions. Now, if I find out differently, that's different. We'll deal with it. But for the most part, I think people just try to give their best when they're at work. All right. So we're 10 minutes in on this already, and we've already covered five characteristics of a negative leader. I covered complaining and worry. I think you covered they enjoy when others fail. Yep. They look for conflict. They kind of come in. They're ready to ready to fight it out if they have to. And then finally, lack of trust. Yes. <laughs> they lack trust in others. They're looking for the angle. Perfect. You know what this reminds me of? Is that, you know, that that older show, that Jeff Foxworthy show, he's like, you might be a redneck if <laughs> this just reminds me of that. Like, you might be a negative leader if any of these things are kind of your daily go-to. Yes. You might be a negative leader if. We're going to have to make a bumper sticker. So let's transition to what is the impact to the team? I know we're prepared to have a little bit of that conversation. If you're seeing a negative leader, what kind of things happen on the team? I want to know what have you seen? What have you experienced? Wow. I mean, to me, there is a laundry list of things you could see when you have a negative leader because there's just chaos. And so I think you might see high turnover, lack of development, bickering, drama, silos, gossip, clicks. I mean, the list can just go on and on because that negative leader doesn't mean that everybody's going to shy away from them. A negative leader can actually have followers, people that attract that they start to hire people that look like them. But not everybody's going to be that way. And so you're going to start to see some division on a team and it's going to be the us versus them and the in crowd and the out crowd. And here comes the silos and here comes the clicks. And then when it's us against them, here comes the drama, here comes the bickering and all of the things that keep a team unfocused on the work. And so there could just be a lack of productivity because we spend too much time on the drama. What I'm hearing right now is I'm a negative leader. I see silos on my team. I might be the cause of that. Could be. It might be my leadership that is creating the division or the us and them groups that are going on on the team. I have seen that. It is loud and clear when people are not working together or there is clear team division and there's some sort of issue going on. I think it is a fantastic point here that the leader needs to look in the mirror and take a look and say, 
what is my role in this, positive or negative, but really, really, what is my role in this? Am I doing some of these things? Do I carry these hallmark characteristics of a leader? Oh, gosh, I do. I may be the cause of the division and the silos that is going on right now. Yeah. And I want to go back to that productivity thing, because it could be a lack of productivity, but I have seen a lot of leaders who are I, I don't like saying they're a negative leader, but they tend to have a more of a negative mindset. And I have seen those leaders have very productive teams because they get the job done with the hammer. And that is their main tool that they use to beat people about the brow. And so you may have high turnover. You may have a lot of things going on, but organizations may even allow it because the productivity is there. Great point. I appreciate the comment of, I don't want to say negative leader, but negative mindset. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good clarification there. But absolutely, the leaders can utilize the hammer or this kind of gray cloud approach to working. And the gray cloud is we have to produce or we have to be effective because this negative thing might happen. Yeah. We all might lose our jobs or... Do it or else. Do it or else, right? Mm-hmm. There's an approach that they take. And in the short term, I think that can work. And I have seen it work. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. But the outcome, the results, turnover is going to be higher. There's going to be more rotation moving. People are going to go in and out of that department or in and out of that team because it's not something that's sustainable. It is hard to stay focused, stay positive, stay working when you're under those types of conditions or that type of leadership. It's one of the things that I think that organizations or groups or schools or whatever could really look at when you've got some of those things going on within a team and they're like, they need team building, they need this, or that team is a mess. Well, you might want to just look up a level and see what's kind of going on up there. That is a question that I will often ask If I hear there is team division, there are team challenges, my first question is always, who is the leader? How long have they been in role? What are their characteristics? I immediately want to go to understanding the leadership and their style, their approach. Mm -hmm. And I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but for me, what is important, the characteristics of the team, I think if there is a leader listening And there is a team that they are leading, and it has some of these characteristics, this turnover, this turmoil, this division, all the negativity. You have to look in the mirror. I think leaders have got to look in the mirror. Their team is an absolute reflection of them. As a leader, you are setting the tone. You are setting the expectations of the team. And if things are going sideways, they're going in the ditch, the leader has got to sit down and reflect and think about what is it that I'm doing on a daily basis? Am I overly negative? Am I pushing too much negativity? What are the tools that I'm using on a day-to-day basis? And what is the impact that I'm having on the team? And you might be seeing some of those results in the team output and, and how people are are working together or not working together. Yeah. Well, you know, I gave you a whole laundry list. Did you have something else that you wanted to add to it, the, the impact to the team? Yes. One of the things that I would add here is a team with a negative leader, they struggle to tell them the truth. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, definitely. The leader looks for truth. The leader looks for information. They look for feedback. They look for engagement. And when they're looking around, there's just not a whole lot coming back. Yeah. My mama has always said it's hard to tell the truth to someone you can't tell the truth to. 
And so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you try to go in their office and, you know, there's something, something just happened, right? We didn't plan for this. We didn't budget for this or something happened. And it's that office that's really hard to go into because you are going to get the hammer and the this and that and why and ah versus the, oh, man, thanks for catching that. I'd like to know how we got here, but let's figure out how we're going to fix it. And instead of that hammer, 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 then you kind of come into that. You may just not even go. You may just try to sweep things under the rug or put things behind the door in the closet because the wrath of what's coming next is just so painful. Building on that, because I have experience of having a negative lens, I've heard even in my time leading teams where there was the assigned person to go in and communicate <laughs> things to me. Right? Yeah. It was like, not everybody can go in there. Only the one person. That has the best relationship. Yeah. And and I will say that is a another great sign for negative leaders to really sit back and think, do I get information from everybody on my team? <laughs> yeah. You know, is everybody feeding me information or letting me know when when there's bad news? Or is it just one person? Mm -hmm. Or am I not hearing anything? When you're in department meetings and you ask a question as a leader and everybody looks around and they're kind of like putting their head down, kind of pretending to write some notes and it's quiet, that's a sign that, hey, something's going on here. And it could be, may not be perfectly aligned to, but it could be related to the style of the leader, whether or not they have this negative mindset. Yeah, that's right. We gave some pretty good examples of, hey, if these are your things that you kind of have a go-to on a daily basis or a weekly basis, you might be lending toward a negative mindset as a leader. And hey, here's the impact I may be, and this may be the impact to my team. So what, Pepper? Oh, boy. I'm certain that there are going to be leaders out there who say that. And who cares? So what? I think that that's a, a perspective that people can take. Yeah, it is. But we're going to, I guess we'll just stick with that one guy, that one guy that says, and you know what? I recognize that and I don't like it. You know what? I think I'm going to try to make a change. So I think we've got to give some, what are some things you can do? But if we're at 25 minutes, we just, we don't have time. So I think we're going to have to continue this in another episode. And let's give them some ideas on that one guy, that one person that says, you know what? I want to work on this. What can I do? I like it. Let's boil it over to the next conversation. Wrap this one up. Can we bottom line it? The five characteristics of a leader, complaining, worry. They love it when other people fail. They're in conflict with other leaders, other people that they work with, and they have a general lack of trust. What are the characteristics of the team? What's the impact to the team, Kim? There's just that list of bickering, drama, Conflict with other departments, gossip, clicks, silos, high turnover, lack of development. The people are just genuinely could be unhappy. So I want to know, do you have any good recommendations for any TV shows right now? What are you watching? <laughs> oh, man. You come, let me pull up here a little closer. You're catching me off guard with that one. You know, we don't really watch a lot of TV, but I did watch some TV. I think it was Night Before Last, and this was a really good show. And I think it'd be really good for leaders. So it was a show on Netflix. The problem is, I don't remember the title. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to figure it out. But it is a series. It's a docu-series about coaches, great coaches or good coaches. And um, the I remember this one because it was about the Celtics basketball coach. And 
the best part about it was I learned a new vocabulary word. Okay. And I think it's pronounced Ubuntu. So U-B-U-N-T-U. Go look it up. All right. And it is a word that I believe comes from an African tribe. And the whole meaning is that I am because you are. And so if you relate that back to a, a coach and back to a basketball team, it's I get to do what I do well because you're doing what you do well. And so it was just this whole docuseries about how the Celtics basketball team really came together over this one word. And so this guy's getting to shoot the basket because these other four guys are doing their job. And so no one's hogging the ball when it's when they're in the playoffs, right? They're passing the ball because they want to win. We're all in this together. And I just thought it was a brilliant message for teams, for organizations, Ubuntu, like I am because you are. Yeah, it's a whole piece of I can't bring my best if someone on the team is not bringing their best. We're all working together for this greater good or for this bigger mission. I love that. Yes, it was so good. I wish I knew the name, but just go go Google it up. You'll find it. It's on Netflix? It is on Netflix. Mm -hmm. All right. We're not sponsored by Netflix just yet. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? What you got? All right. So listen, I don't have anything cool like that. I got young kids. Right now, I am watching quite a bit of YouTube. I'm learning about YouTube. I'm a kid who grew up in the 80s and the 90s. I was a latchkey kid, man. I got my Jeffersons, Bewitched, (laughs) The Cosby Show. I love Lucy. I watched those shows. Yeah, Yeah, I watched those shows. I loved those shows. They bring me just great memories because I loved those episodes. And now I'm learning all about it's not TV. I don't I don't even know what you call it now, but I guess it's entertainment through YouTube. Uh-huh. And so over the last weekend, we just spent some time. I'm learning from them what they like to watch, why they like to watch it. And it can be video gamers playing certain video games. And, you know, they like to watch that because they want to see how creative they are. Mm-hmm. And they also want to learn how to program different things, which is that in and of itself is all interesting. Yeah. And then... My daughter will watch somebody who who paints little squishies and how to repair them. And she's learning how to paint through this process. And it's, you know, it's a, a season of episodes, right? I, I don't even know the language. I'm still learning it all. Yeah. So I don't have anything cool and awesome to watch on YouTube other than uh, kids shows. <laughs> it's cool. That's cool. <laughs> well, the the fact that you're watching what they're watching to learn what they're doing, I think that's impressive. You're just kind of going into their world. I do try to kind of keep up to date and just make sure I'm I'm engaged and just aware. I want to I want to make sure that I understand what they're watching and, and really fundamentally just understanding why they like it. Right? Yeah. Just so I can learn kind of through their eyes. Yeah. Well, let's wrap this up. Those of you who are listening, we hope you enjoyed this conversation. To the one person who says, you know what, I might be a little bit negative, tune in next time because we're going to cover what are some of the things you can do, what you can stop doing in order to tamp down on that negativity. Those of you who are listening, who are thinking, you know what, I know somebody just like that. Share this episode with them. That might give them just a little bit of feedback around, yo, you're complaining a little too much, or maybe, you know what, you're doing a little too much conflict in the office. Yeah, share this with your leadership friends. And to find out more about us, check us out at extrashotofleadership.com. Or maybe you have something you want to share with us. 
you can send us an email at heythere at extrashotofleadership.com. And remember, Pepper and I love to connect with our listeners. So connect with us on social media and come back again for an Extra Shot of Leadership. Don't forget to subscribe. People don't Don't forget forget to subscribe. subscribe. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.